Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer Podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek, here with my good friend and co-host, Ananga Sivier. This week, we're responding to questions from our private Facebook group about waking with anxiety in the middle of the night and not being able to get back to sleep. This is not any fun for anyone, and there are so many things that can affect our sleep. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shan. Good to be with you for another episode of Anxiety Slayer. What are some of the things that affect our sleep? Caffeine, which sometimes we don't realize is in different medications. It can be in pain relief. Obviously, it's in energy drinks, tea and coffee, but sometimes it's in things we don't realize it's in. And the thing with caffeine is that it tends to accumulate in the body during the day. It has quite a long reach time-wise in our system. So any caffeine that we take into the body after midday can still be there in the evening and affect us getting to sleep and make us more antsy, more awake. So caffeine's one to watch out for. Uh, Eating late, eating heavy meals in the evening, that can give a discomfort and energy to our digestive system as, as the body's processing food. While we're trying to rest, that can be a wakeful thing. It can cause some acid or or discomfort in the body. Working late, that makes our mind energized and it can make us stressed or we can find that we're chewing stuff over. As we go to sleep, we might still be chewing over the problems of the day. The more peaceful we can be when we, we head to bed, the more peaceful our sleep will be. It's also a good idea to be mindful of what kind of entertainment you're taking in before you go to bed? What kind of television, movies, dramas? What are you watching? What are you bringing into your mind and into your subconscious? That's something that's been a little bit of a trick for me because I like to watch something before I go to bed. And I've been switching over and playing with doing other things besides watching up and listening to a lot of music or listening to guided relaxations or audiobooks. But if I take in a drama or something that's sad or I don't really watch anything that's too fast paced or violent anymore. I used to, and that definitely affected my sleep. Also taking work into the bedroom. When you have a lot on your plate, which I do right now, I have multiple projects in the works. And so when I wake up in the middle of the night, like I did last night at 2 a.m., I had a laundry list of things that I knew I needed to do today and get done by the end of this week. And my mind started working through how I was going to do all. And thankfully, I know how to work with that and get back to sleep, which is what we're talking about today. The final thing that is really, really not a good idea that affects our sleep is drinking alcohol. And you'll hear many people say that they have a drink to help them get to sleep. But alcohol negatively affects the mind and nervous system and can cause you to wake up in the middle of the night feeling really anxious and really disturbed because of your body metabolizing the alcohol. And 
when I was a, a younger person, that would happen. And I didn't understand why, actually, until I started working with you, Ananga, I didn't really understand why that would happen. So those are some of the things that can affect our sleep. Mm, alcohol is a really important one to bring up. I think um, I remember yeah. years ago having a communication from somebody that had put two and two together and they were getting bounced out of bed in the middle of the night and they were having to run outside. That was how they felt. They'd get out of bed and, and just go outside and be gasping for air with anxiety. And they realized that it was due to alcohol. So they stopped drinking in the evenings and then time passed and they had a drink again, a few drinks again, one evening, and it happened again. So for them, there was a very clear connection between those two experiences. It isn't always that dramatic a reaction, but it's very common for alcohol to wake us up in the small hours. Chinese medicine teaches that this is to do with a disturbance in the liver energy because the liver is busy at night while we're resting doing what it needs to do for us. And when it's got alcohol to process to it, it can affect our mind. I was reading yesterday one of my favorite authors, Catherine May, who wrote a book called Wintering. And I just read this passage yesterday where she described that she was feeling stressed and she'd taken a couple of drinks before bed and woke up at 2 a.m. with some pounding in her temples. And she said something about alcohol Felt like a good choice to get to sleep, but that he's a restless bedfellow. <laughs> and uh, in what she calls the red eye hours, alcohol makes its presence known and can really bounce us awake in a stressful and anxious way. So it's worth noting that that's the effect alcohol can have. Mm. There are some things that we recommend that you keep by your bed. If you tend to wake up in the middle of the night, both Ananga and I have a little bedroom kit, and we invite you to consider setting up something similar. One of the first remedies is the nighttime rescue remedy. And this is something that's available on amazon.com or at Nelson's and at a number of different health food stores and places. And it really helps you not only address anxiety, but get to sleep and stop those looping thoughts that come up in the middle of the night. This is something that you can use either before bed or when, when you wake up in the middle of the night, either one. Yeah, with that additional remedy of white chestnut in there, in the nighttime remedy, which is specifically to help looping restless unwanted thoughts, which we can have in the day as well, but they have a particular push to them at night, they really can get to us. So that's a great remedy to have. We also recommend having some lavender essential oil by your bed. And the lavender is just so soothing and helpful. You just put a little couple of drops on your inside of your wrists or right on your center of your chest. Take some deep breaths in and it has a, a beautiful calming effect. And as we're talking about these items to have in your bedroom, it's not use one or the other. It's go for it. Use them all. Yeah. <laughs> use whatever you have. Take the remedy. Use the oil. Keep a, a lovely book or a book of poetry or, as you would say, a calming book Yeah, uh, that you can um, read for a little bit. Uh, that's been my husband's go-to 
whenever he wakes up, which thankfully he doesn't very often, but when he does, he just says, okay, I'm going to turn the light on. I'm going to read my book until I fall back asleep. Yeah, I think it's important to mention there that it's a good option B to do that. Sometimes we wake up and we start kicking ourselves, thinking about all the things we have to do tomorrow. And we start worrying and we think, oh, you know, what if I don't get back to sleep? And then we think, I'm not going to get back to sleep. But reading a calming book is a good option for feeling relaxed and stopping the mind kicking in and the adrenaline increasing. It's definitely something I like to do. I would just have something ready to go there that I find relaxing, something gentle. It's a great thing to stop your mind chewing over and stop the thoughts getting hold, to just practice having something there that's lovely to read, maybe something spiritual, gentle, inspiring, uh, as you said, some poetry, something that just holds your mind in a really nice place, a sweet place. It's better to relax and read than lay there chewing on yourself and thinking of all the things you need to do. You'll have a better chance of getting back to sleep. And even if we read for a while, we're in a more relaxed place and a relaxing rest, even if awake, is the next best thing to sleep. It's, it's not as bad as, you know, really just laying there and fretting and having all those stress hormones yeah. going around in our body. One of my favorite things and that I do when I wake up, if I can't get right back to sleep, is listen to guided relaxations. I have a comfortable pair of earphones. I usually have either my laptop or my phone. I don't have a separate MP3 player, but if you have one of those, that's great. And I have playlists for sleep. And we have a lot of offerings as well. Guided relaxations for sleep, guided tapping sessions for calming anxiety, or even audiobooks that you find relaxing. We created a sleep album a while back for calming anxiety and getting a good night's rest. And that is part of our collection of guided relaxations that are available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash anxiety slayer. So you could check that out there if you'd like. They're also available at Amazon and at Apple Music. Some of the, the ways that these guided relaxations help is it, it just gets you into a different space of relaxation where you can ah, let go of whatever's running through your mind and listen to my voice or Ananga's voice, Ananga's beautiful music, and be led through a journey that takes you to another sweet place where you can finally get some rest. If you haven't tried this, I really recommend that you give it a shot. I have an MP3 player by my bed, which is for such things. It's full of wonderful lectures and things that I like to listen to as well, but I have a dedicated playlist on there, a sleep one and a healing one, guided healing practices and lots of audiobooks. And the reason I use an MP3 player is because I don't have my phone in my room because I have many friends, as we all do, doing different things in different places. And if I pick up my phone with the intention of listening to something relaxing, the chances are I'm going to check in on a friend and then I could fall down the rabbit hole. Mm, mm -hmm. So my, my phone stays out of my room and I have an MP3 player which just doesn't have 
that energy of being able to do anything else but listen to something. Same as why I have a Kindle in my room instead of a phone to read on. Because you can only read on a Kindle, you can't scroll. And it's just too easy these days to get snagged on something on the way to your good intention. <laughs> so uh, that's why I do it that way. And that's just something that stays by my bed and it's all set, ready to go. But we all need to do what works for us and what feels accessible and easy. But definitely those are good things to have by, by the bedside, nighttime. Rescue remedy, lavender essential oil, a calming book, and some way of listening to something relaxing and uh, take your pick. Mm -hmm. It's just good to have it there and have the intention that if I wake up and I'm unsettled, I'm going to do one of these things or a few of these things to help myself. And I think it's really also important to mention that if you wake up with strong anxiety, like if you wake up with a jolt or you've had a bad dream or you feel like some anxiety is really escalating in your body as you wake up, it's important to move and don't lay there and try and deal with it. You may need to sit up, put a light on. Um, if you're sharing a room with somebody else and you're concerned about disturbing them, you might need to get up and move to another room. But sometimes we lay there in the dark, hoping it will pass, but the mind can very quickly start turning over on itself and escalating the anxiety. So one thing that really helps with that is to get up and walk and start doing some tapping, which we can tell you how to do now. Tapping is one of the very best techniques that can help you get back to sleep. It's incredibly effective for dealing with any frustration, any looping thoughts that are coming up, any anxiety you have. It can help you calm anxiety, it can help dissolve the frustration, and it can help you become more relaxed and, and open about letting sleep happen naturally. So when you get up, you can tap. and. We have some ideas for using tapping to calm anxiety that will be helpful for you. One of the places that you can tap just on its own is your collarbone. Just tap and breathe and tap and breathe on your collarbone on, on either side. And why is the collarbone so helpful for getting back to sleep, Ananga? Well, the collarbone point's helpful for calming anxiety. It's called the K27 point in Chinese medicine and in acupuncture. And it's on the end of the kidney meridian, and the kidneys are very much associated with fear, feelings of fear. So tapping on that point is a direct way of calming anxiety. And one of the easiest ways to do it is to, as soon as you sit up and feel anxious, just start tapping. Um, if you're choosing to stay in your bed and not, you don't need to leave the room, you can even just stay put, um, get your rescue remedy, get your lavender oil, and start tapping and breathing on the collarbone straight away. Don't worry about being exactly on the spot. Don't let your mind get into fixating or thinking, am I doing it right or wrong? If you're just tapping in that general area, it will get where it needs to go. It's a bony area. And those areas, it's taught that they're percussive areas. So the vibration goes where it needs to go. Don't let your mind snag on details and, and hook you into feeling wakeful about it. Mm. Just tap and breathe. If you're really anxious and you're choosing to sit up, sit up and tap. Take some deep breaths. Count your breaths, send yourself kindness, just keep tapping that point. And if you're really anxious and you need to get out of bed and move, I recommend you start tapping the second your feet hit the floor or even before. As soon as you're aware that the anxiety is escalating, start tapping on the collarbone point, taking deep breaths. And you can even go in another room and 
gently pace up and down and tap and breathe and let that fear come down, let the anxiety come down, stop the adrenaline peaking, you'll get yourself in a much more relaxed place. It's very simple and very effective. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow a guided tapping session. We have a guided tapping session for sleep. It's called Calming Anxiety and Relaxing into Sleep. And again, this is available on our Patreon and available to you now if you decide that you want to become a patron and support Anxiety Slayer. Guided tapping, again, is just a beautiful way to let somebody else walk you through a session and help you get to that calm, relaxing place where you can get back to sleep. And this dovetails beautifully with guided relaxations. Guided tapping might not be something that you want to do. You might rather listen to a guided relaxation or a guided journey, focusing on breathing, focusing on taking your mind away from what's causing so much anxiety and stress. Yeah. I recommend trying some of these when you're awake during the day. Perhaps try them in the evening, see what you get on with, have a, have a listen to some guided relaxations, pick a couple out that really feel good to you, or a guided tapping session. Try it when you're awake, get familiar with it, see how much it relaxes you, see which you prefer. Just have some options available, ready to go in the nighttime. One of the real challenges with waking with anxiety is that sometimes we don't completely wake up. We might be kind of half asleep and aware that we're starting to feel anxious and then the anxiety gets hold of us, but we're not present enough in our minds to think, I need to do this, I need to take this action to help myself. So sometimes we need to train ourselves a little bit to um, be able to do the things that are going to help us. Years ago, I used to suffer with really intense recurrent nightmares. And I learned through trial and error over time, uh, without properly waking up to have a process, a meditative process that I went through in my mind that brought me peace and brought the dream to an end. But it took me a while to figure out how to deal with it. But it was a really good skill to learn. Once I knew how to do that, then if that should happen again, I know exactly what to do to feel calm and settled again very quickly. Sometimes we just need to take the time to to train ourselves, find a tapping session that speaks to you, get familiar with it, do it in the evening before you go to bed. If you do these things in the evening, you have a better chance of sleeping through the night and not having anxiety in the night. It's good preparation for peaceful, calm sleep, but also it will get you familiar with the techniques. So if you do wake with anxiety, you know what to do. After a quick break, we'll talk more about how guided relaxations can help you get back to sleep. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever wished life came with a user manual? Sometimes we need guidance or a neutral party to help us sort things out. BetterHelp online therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. Having worked with BetterHelp in the past, I felt heard and fully supported, and you will too. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, and it's affordable. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. 
It couldn't be easier. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com slash slayer. One of the most helpful aids in getting back to sleep is listening to guided relaxations. Now, we've already mentioned this twice before, but there's a reason for that. They are a friend to those waking in the middle of the night. They help improve the quality of our sleep by settling the mind. And being led through a guided practice helps draw the mind away from anxious thoughts, where all of its turbulence is now calm. I'm just picturing right now the, the waves crashing on the shore of Lake Michigan and the difference between those waves crashing and then visiting another time and seeing the water just slowly lapping on, on the shore. That's what it's like. It takes you from those crashing waves to that beautiful, calm place. The challenge with trying to sleep with an anxious mind is that the mind catches our attention and just runs with it, just goes for it. One anxious thought leads to another and often escalates until we can't sleep because we're in a completely heightened anxious state. And this is when many people will turn to their phone or television for escape. But actually, screens don't help support our sleep. Not at all. Yeah, good, healthy alternative. And as you said, that wonderful opportunity of having your mind shepherded away, led away. It's hard to redirect our mind on our own when it's anxious. So one of the wonderful things about guided meditations is you have somebody who understands anxiety and is already in a calm and present state help catch your mind and guide it through to a better place. There are lots of different types of guided relaxations. Some work with the breath, some work with body relaxation. Others help with releasing unwanted thoughts and relaxing the mind through visualization. Again, it's helpful to try different types and see which you prefer. There are guided journeys which can take you to a wonderful relaxing place away from your anxieties, all kinds of different experiences. We'll describe some here, and then you can see which appeal to you and and look them up and try them out. The first type is a thought-calming meditation. Sometimes our sleep is disturbed by worrying thoughts that catch our minds. And when the mind is stressed, it becomes very wakeful. It's in a wakeful state. Some meditations encourage the release of anxious thoughts by meditating on them drifting away or floating away like clouds passing by. And then there are guided breathing practices. When we're anxious, we tend towards shallow breathing, which keeps the body in a stress response that can affect our sleep. When you follow a relaxing breathing practice, this helps us switch over to a relaxation response. Guided practices that can help calm and deepen the breath also relax the mind and calm racing thoughts. And that's why you hear us talk about the long exhale. It's one of the best breathing practices that you can engage in to start to really calm yourself. But having somebody walk you through the practice, again, helps. It just, here you go, take the reins. I'm going to just rest here <laughs> and follow your guidance and, and hopefully get to 
to a place where I'm feeling much more calm and relaxed and ready to go back to sleep. Yeah, definitely that's the key, having somebody shepherd you through. Guided visualizations can also be really helpful. Some meditations create a peaceful journey with supporting music. You created a beautiful journey on our Oasis collection to take somebody, I think, to an island experience. But that whole album, the mood of that whole album was an escape from stress and anxiety. So there's a lot of guided journeys and experience there. Some longer relaxations where the level of the music and voice very gradually gets quieter over sometimes about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, which is very helpful for getting back to sleep. I've had meditations in the past where there'd be a gong or something at the end and you just go off and it would ping you awake or the music would catch my, my mind and, and wake me up again. So all of our sleep meditations, they slow down and quieten down over time. So they help you not to get reawakened. Guided journeys can really help immerse the mind in a relaxing experience in a similar way to hypnosis and just take you completely away from whatever's on your mind. And then you can use your body to relax your mind for sleep. We created a body scan meditation a while back that is a guided practice that redirects the mind away from racing or anxious thoughts toward different areas of the body. And the body scan brings awareness to tension and temperature and other sensations and works through the whole body, releasing tension and increasing relaxation. This is one of my favorites. Body scan is so helpful, and I highly recommend that you give it a try if you haven't done that before. I think that's a really good one to start with if you wake with anxiety, to start with a body scan. They can be shorter meditations, usually about 10 or 15 minutes long. And when we say working with your body, it's not in any way that's going to be triggering. It's usually start with your feet and clench and relax your toes and your feet and your ankles and work your way up your body until your body really feels more relaxed and peaceful and comfortable. And if that doesn't get you back to sleep, then you can have another one to move on to, which is the advantage of having a, a playlist. I remember somebody wrote to us, a few years ago and said, I've tried guided relaxation and it makes me feel much more relaxed, but I get really frustrated because when I've listened to the first 10 minute one, I'm still awake. What should I do? And my answer to that is put another one on. Just keep going. They've helped me get back to sleep so, so many times. Mm, me too. Well, I'm grateful that we came together to have this conversation. So many of our listeners have issues waking in the middle of the night and not being able to get back to sleep. And we understand how frustrating that can be and hope that you will practice with some of these techniques and ideas and your bedroom kit, etc. And let us know how it works. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to give a listen to any of our guided relaxations, we have a number of albums that we created that are all available at our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Thanks again for listening. We're so glad you come back every week and we'll see you again next week.